Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 204. And it has been another hot week here in Seattle. Uh, I actually was in San Diego for most of last week. But uh, Brian, how did you survive this heat? Well, I survived the heat as I survive everything else. Just ignore it. <laughs> I just ignored it. Uh, you know, I turned on my AC unit like a lot, a lot. I'm, I'm very, I'm very worried sometimes to just like keep it running. I'm like, all right, I can't, can't have it run the full day. So I got to pick like moments like, oh, it's getting a little hot. Let's turn it on for a couple hours. Oh, it's, it's, it's been going off for a couple hours. You got to give it a break, you know? I don't know if that's efficient at all. Like it's I don't probably think so. yeah, it sounds really inefficient, but I, I don't want it to like die. So it's more what for I the do, longevity. <laughs> most of the time, I because it cools down at night, so I've just been opening my windows at night, and then I have it on during the day, except for when I'm in like a work meeting, then I turn mm. it off. And of course, when I'm podcasting. So right now I'm sweating. Do it for the sound quality. Yes, um, you don't want a blaring. <laughs> AC unit in the background. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So uh, let's see. So yeah, I went to San Diego this weekend. I visited Elise. Uh, we worked from home together, so that was really fun. Uh, we went and watched the sunset on the beach one of the nights. We went to a speakeasy, um, but golfing. Of course, we watched the Jonas Brothers documentary, as we always do. It was really fun. And, you know, I, went to, I was in Pittsburgh the week before, escaped the, the Seattle heat in san diego escape the seattle heat again uh it's which is pretty funny because normally those two places are typically hotter than seattle so just yes. lucky i guess you're quite the traveler you know, know. you're just going all over the place <laughs> no here for a few more weeks and going again so you know yeah how was the rest of your weekend though brian uh it was very nice uh basically it was hot so I didn't spend too much time outside. I did do my standard, you know, basically walk around the neighborhood type thing, you know, get a little bit, little bit of exercise in. Although I might have counter counteracted that with uh, I ate basically like a board of cheese. <laughs> a board of cheese? Like, well, you know, we have that? we have like a charcuterie board like set up where we have like variety oh, of cheeses. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll have a yellow cheese. I'll have a white cheese, you know, mozzarella. And mm-hmm. uh, was it cheddar? Yeah, cheddar's yellow. Or Swiss. Or Swiss, yes. That's probably it. But, uh, you know, I discovered that, you know, of all my favorite cheeses, Pepper Jack is now my favorite. So. You just discovered that? I discovered it. You know, I didn't really care to have a favorite cheese. <laughs> it's just cheese. But mm-hmm. I think Pepper Jack is actually tastes better than the other ones. So there you go. Well, that's it. Then uh, I went to San Diego, and Brian found out his favorite cheese for the week. So yeah, very you know, productive, honestly. Both really <laughs> exciting weekends, honestly. Yes. Uh, but do you want to start off with our first topic? Yes. Yeah, so I came across this article, and it was is very like mind blowing. Uh, yeah. So, so Earth on June 29th, which is like a, a week ago or whatever. June 29th, Brian. So it was oh, a little over a month. Never ago. mind, it's a month August. ago. A month ago. Ah, I'm losing my mind. Uh, Earth actually broke the record for the shortest day since the atomic clocks were invented. So that's quite the headline. Now let me just basically go into it. So our planet's rotation measured in at 1.5 milliseconds short of our normal 24-hour day. So obviously it's it's not you know a lot, but if you are you know thinking that uh, you know there's less time in the day. You're actually correct. You know, I there actually, actually did was. Think that, that day. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> did you notice it? 
No, I did not notice ah. that 1.59 milliseconds. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, but yes. Um, so what's really interesting is the previous uh, record was in 2020 when the day measured in a 1.47 milliseconds shorter than normal. So it's getting, it's getting uh, quicker, our rotations, by a little bit. And the atomic clock has been around since the 1950s. So this is a, a new thing. Um, this is scary. We're gonna, yes. Our days are probably going to eventually get, I mean, it's milliseconds, so it's take a very long time, get to 23 hours and 59 minutes. Yeah, I know. Although, it, reading this article, uh, you know, Earth's rotation hadn't always been as long as it is currently. Basically, when the dinosaurs roamed the Earth 70 million years ago, uh, the, a single Earth day lasted around 23 hours and a half. So that's a full 30 minutes uh, quicker. Oh, wow. So, um, and there are some theories on why the the speed is increasing now. Basically, all bad things happening to the Earth has to do with climate change. <laughs> but they did uh, say, but they did say that it, since 1820s they were documenting the Earth's rotation slowing down. So then that's what yes, it got to, yes, it, yeah, yeah. So, so it was slowing ahead. down, and now it's and now it's speeding back up. Yeah. Um, and this one theory is related to the basically the ice caps that are melting in the North and South Pole. And basically, like, the mass of the Earth is centered more towards the middle of it now. Mm -hmm. And they liken this to, like, uh, a figure skater that, you know, when, they, when the figure skater, like, does, like, a squat and st it sticks his or her arm or leg out, like, that's how they spin super fast. Yeah. That is basically the, the dynamic that we're working with right now. Uh, Earth is a little bit wider than it is tall <laughs> uh so yeah it is interesting um but you know we'll see how fast we actually speed up over the next 100 years or so but for now we might you know we're losing a couple milliseconds so it's not that big of a deal but uh who knows if we'll ever get that second back unless we uh you know, you know the earth changes its composition of how it's how like the mass is distributed so it's very interesting uh, you know, you think of a single day as, you know, 24 hours, but nope, it really just varies based off of, you know, how, uh, how the mass on, on Earth is distributed. Well, they did say that, like, our day-to-day -day existence doesn't recognize the millisecond, obviously, right. <laughs> but if these things add up, then it could change the rate at which they insert a leap second. Um, I guess there have been uh, 27 leap seconds added since 1972. Did so there that? you go. Yeah, I mean, that's... You didn't know that? I no, know I did that. not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. I knew of the leap second, but I did not know that uh, it's been inserted 27 times. But they said if the planet continues this rotational trend, the removal of a leap second likely would need to happen for another three or four years. So, again, it's only a second. It's not like a leap day that we have every four years or anything, but it's just a second. Yes. Probably probably won't even know about it. That is true. Our, all of our phones will just have a 61 second day, or wait, but yeah, would it be a 61 second minute or something? <laughs> uh, I think it's adding or a 59. second into your day. Yeah, a second to your day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just one extra second. There you go. These, these matter, go. Mary. These matter. Get an extra second of sleep. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to try out a new perfume or cologne and want more than the small sample, but less than the full bottle? 
Scentbird is a fragrant subscription service with a mission to empower each and every person to express themselves through scent. Here's how it works. Take a fragrance quiz, choose from their wide variety, and add what you want to try to your queue. With each order, you'll be sent a vial of fragrance from your queue to try for the month. Get your second month of Scentbird free by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash scentbird. That's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D. For people who don't have the time to pour over recipes or fight lines at the grocery store, Home Chef offers the perfect solution. I've used Home Chef, and each box delivery has pre-portioned ingredients along with easy-to-follow recipes that make home-cooked meals a breeze. Home Chef understands that time is limited, so recipes are designed to take less than 30 minutes to prepare, from box to plate. Choose from a wide selection of dinner entree options that are refreshed weekly or add express or oven-ready meals for busy weeks. Home Chef offers gluten-free meals as well as carb and calorie-conscious recipes. Choose from flexible meal plans that allow you to order it for just two servings per meal or for the whole family. You can get $40 off your first Home Chef box by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash homechef. Another article I found recently is that they're, you know, advancing technology in all sports and including basketball, and it's really gaining steam. Um, There's already some tech elements that are already considered essential to basketball's operations, such as uh, rafter camera tracking technology. That's been in the NBA for over a decade and also uh, basket tracking. But uh, last August, players for the Seattle Storm and Connecticut Sun uh, met at the Commissioner's Cup tournament, and they were outfitted with wearable tracking sensors produced by Connexon, which is a company active in several European sports that also works with over half of the NBA's teams, um, and they provide tracking in their practice gyms. Right now, um, tracking remains off limits during games in the NBA for right now. But uh, Connexon sensors were also used in the Orlando bubble as part of the league's COVID-19 contact tracing. Um, Basically, they're small sensors that hold ultra-wide band radio technology, and they're placed in the waistband of each player, and they collect data based on their movements and performance 25 times per second. Wow. That's Um, uh, that's pretty uh, accurate. Yeah. So they track their acceleration, changes of direction, speed, and agility. Um, and these insights uh, were achieved without sacrificing any comfort, which is you know a sticking point for a lot of players. They don't want to have like this big box machine on their hip like or whatever. Ha- yeah attached to them. <laughs> yeah, and so um, the sensors are about the size of a standard matchbook, um, and they are inserted into a secure pouch where they remain in the uh, waistband. So, um, actually, uh, Los Angeles Clippers player Terrence Mann, um, he had a quote, and I'll just read that. We use Connexon. It's patched in our shorts, right on the band of our shorts. I think sports science is awesome. It really helps you gauge how hard you're working. It really helps you gauge how long you need to be working out for, and it helps you have a longer career. So, sports science has been amazing for us so far. Connexon helps us track if we're close to injury, potentially, how often you get tired, how many miles you've run this week, how many miles you ran in the game, your top speed in the game. It tracks all of that. Sports science really helps you have a durable career. So, you know, just adding to uh, the analytics of sports, uh, they can now, you know, count a lot more than just like, oh, how many baskets did they make? Oh, how many miles did they run during the game? How fast was their top speed? Uh, How many times did they change direction? It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, I, I had not known of this. Like, sometimes you hear of, like, motion capture when it comes to, like, like actors in movies and, like, you know, yeah. the sort of stuff, like, that you can, like, strap onto, like, a person to, like, you know, get, get certain data points. But I can certainly see it being used in sports. Like, oh, you know, you're, uh, you know, decelerating a little too early when you're stopping for something or you're, you're jumping, like, your, your, your jump is not as high as it could be. Stuff like that. It's, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know about all of this, and I but they also was reading about they have lots of cameras around, um, you know, basketball courts obviously, and they are actually able to then review a play from every angle, which is pretty cool. Um, That's cool. In a three D, get like motion. the immersive. Yeah, you could be like a part of the game maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. So just thought that was pretty cool. And then another cool thing: gas prices are dropping. People, this is very exciting. Um, you know, Brian, you don't have a car, but you have also noticed how expensive gas has gotten. Uh, yes. Any thoughts? Well, I mean, honestly, it's been so high for so long that I completely forgot that, like, we used to have gas before $4 a gallon, like, within, like, the, like, you know, the last two years, really. Yeah. Um, so, like like, you know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just like, oh, you know, it's five something. Yeah, you know, for the people that aren't in Seattle, like, it's it ranges between in the $5 range, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not too it's long ago, it was, uh, it was below $4. So let's, let's hope it keeps dropping. Yeah. So gas prices um, hit a record high earlier this summer, but they've fallen really, really sharply in recent weeks. They're now below $4 a gallon in parts of the country. Um, even as the national average remains above that level. Uh, yeah. Um, the nationwide average on this Saturday was $4.08, which is down almost a dollar since mid-June, um, which was, that average was $5.01 per gallon. Um, and it's, that's pretty good because I've been paying like, what, five twenty-five to five fifty. I feel like. Um, this weekend in San Diego, got uh, Elise got gas and it was like, 490 something so that was really exciting i'd not seen gas below five dollars in quite a while um gas consumption in the u.s has actually been down about nine percent lower in recent weeks um which is a huge decrease in demand um sorry for the sirens in the background if you can hear them um but you know people are just adjusting their behavior because gas was so expensive and so they're just trying to use less gas by carpooling or not driving uh and you know that's affecting the demand for what they can charge for gas, obviously, because you can't just keep increasing the price because people will just stop driving and yeah, yeah, find you, like, other you, ways to do things. Yeah, you actually see, like, a, a change in people's habits, like you said, like carpooling, you know, people have, you know, canceled road trips. Uh, but another factor to consider with the uh, gasoline drop is basically, uh, like you said, gasoline consumption is down 9%, um, but also gas uh, production has gone up. So, so there's actually more, more gas to go around. The, uh, supply has increased about 6% from a year ago. So this is, uh, you know, people, you know, the companies have gas to sell and less people are buying it. So they, they have to kind of give it away a little bit cheaper nowadays, <laughs> yeah. which is good. Thank you. <laughs> um, they predict that, uh, the average price of gasoline nationwide will, will drop $4 a gallon, uh, sometime this fall, which is great, but there's definitely some wild cards out there. There's a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico could knock out drilling rigs or refineries, which would then crimp uh, gasoline supplies. 
And there's also geo lo geopolitical threats in Europe or Asia that could also send gas prices right back up again. But so we don't know how long. So that just means basically buy it all if, now. <laughs> if you, yeah, you know, hoard it. No, don't. hoard the gas. Just kidding. Um, but if you do see a cheap gas price, then obviously go get it because who knows how long is this going to last or if it's going to keep going down. But yes, it is great. Well, true. that it is going down finally. <laughs> Pretty expensive. Yes, yes. That reminds me of. I don't know if it was the last time there was a gas like gas getting low, but I think there was like sometime during the pandemic, there's like a gasoline shortage, not, and people are like storing gas in any way they could. Like I saw like people like filling up Ziploc bags with gasoline. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, people do crazy things for, for gas, but I yes. mean, for, for part of the beginning of the pandemic, then gas prices were like, I would say like less than potentially $3 for a little while. Cause no one was really driving at all. Yes, that's true. But I Maybe can't remember when. Were, I think I that's why they when. were filling up. I think they were trying to fill up because the gases were, gas prices were so low. So like, we'll just get it all right now and then I can refill my car for a long time. I thought that was the reason. I th Maybe. I feel like there was some sort of like, uh, like just a shortage, like a temporary so shortage where, you know, people freaked out and then like started like filling up bags with the gasoline <laughs> and putting it in oh. their truck. I'll have I to, I'll have to look so. into that, but I think, I'll have to look I think into we that. covered it. I think we covered something and it was like a truck bed was filled with gas because they were trying to get the lowest price possible mm. while it was low. And that's why they were filling up. Well, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely one angle. I, I do remember that too. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, only a few more days of this heat wave and then we're supposed to, uh, go back down to like. I think 74 degrees on Tuesday or Wednesday and then back up to like the eighties. Uh, but not, not like the nineties or anything for a while. So that's kind of nice. Uh, and hope your AC unit survives Brian, but I don't, I don't think the best way to use it is to only just turn it on for short, a little bursts <laughs> of time. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I'm just afraid to like have it run. I think the longest I've had it run was like, uh, basically overnight. But that was an accident. Like, I actually, like, fell asleep. <laughs> Usually yeah. it's, like, four or five hours, and then I have to, like, be somewhere. Like, I'm not just, like, in See, the apartment the entire time. I don't pay for my utilities, so sometimes I've had, I've had mine run for, you know, days at a time. Especially last year when it was 115 degrees, that whole weekend when it was above 100 degrees. Definitely didn't turn it off then. Yes, yes. Well, my AC unit's working a little bit better than yours, Mary. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Uh, or you just put up with the heat better. Yeah, that's that might be true. That's too. more likely. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have. Do you have anything else, Brian? Uh, nope. Just just hope everyone has a fun August. We're into August now, and uh, you know, stay cool. Yep. See you next week. Bye. All right. Bye.